best way to relate to other people is not to always try to point out the ills that I see around me or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. It don't even have to be something necessarily bad. You know what I'm saying? It could be me trying to come up, me having drive. Or The reason I focus on myself is because, I mean, technically speaking, if we all focused more on ourselves as opposed to always looking for the wrong in other people, then we would be better as a whole. The secrets of the rap game exposed. This is real rap. One, the only, John Black is our guest today. Let's get it. I mean, like I said, my music has spiritual overtones, so I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel it not on a, on a material side. A lot of hip-hop is associated with materialism, you know what I'm saying, especially nowadays. I feel it from a me. It's like almost a spiritual outlet, you know what I'm saying? So when I heard the call of hip-hop, it gave me a voice to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the things that go on in my head, the things that I see, and the things that I think are relevant, you know what I'm saying, whereas a lot of other art forms, there's no disrespect, but for me, you know what I'm saying, this was a great lane for me to be able to get those things out. All right, well, let me, are you a Christian rapper, or are you spiritual? Okay, and what's the difference? Because, you know, um, you know, when you get labeled, you know, conscious, Christian, uh, what have you, right? right. You know, you, you get that, like, stereotype. Right, right, right. Um, for me, it's it's more organic for me than that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'd rather, it's like going to see a movie or, or anything else, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather somebody listen and take away from it what they take away from it without me walking up with a big billboard saying, yo, this is this is me. I'm a hardcore gangster rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember 50 Cent coming on the scene and saying, hey, I'm a gangster rapper. You know what I'm saying? He rapped street stuff, and we put him in the category. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember Tribe Called Quest coming out and saying, hey, you know what I'm saying? We are, you know, we backpack rappers or this, that, and the third. You know, they made the music that they wanted to make the way they wanted to make it, and eventually people we do it to everything they had to put a label on it and it is what it is i don't consider myself a christian rapper not because i shun the label of being a christian rapper you know what i'm saying but it's like i am a christian you know what i'm saying but i rap that's what i do so people think when you hear christian rapper and i'm I'm not saying jesus every song then it's an issue but you know what i'm saying once you get it in your head that i'm i'm this or that and i don't fit into that box then you have an issue so at some point in time, people are going to put you where they want to. I don't want to walk up with no sign saying I'm this or that. You know what I'm saying? I just do what I do, and you take away from it what you take away from it. But I have no problem, you know what I'm saying, putting my beliefs out there whatsoever. Well, since you do put your beliefs in your music, uh, what what has the backlash been like? Not, not the positive. Okay, see, that's easy to talk about, mm-hmm. but the backlash you know, due to the stereotype. Because, you know, a spiritual uh, rapper, ain't, you know, you ain't hard. You know, you weak. You soft. Right. Um, that's kind of funny, man. Like, I, honestly, I can't say that I've had any quote-unquote backlash. I mean, you're going to get backlash just because your opinion, you know what I'm saying, is your opinion in life, period. You know what I mean? If you want to consider it backlash, like your political views. If, if you know, if you like Obama and the next man don't, there's backlash or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I haven't experienced what I would say is anything exceptional, you know what I mean, where anybody has been an affront to anybody. I know people that, uh, you know, that are atheists or, or friends of mine, you know what I'm saying, or who don't necessarily have the same beliefs. But I think it's all in how you put it out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not trying to be overly preachy. And I think it's not like a calculated thing. It feels like 
just like when you have a conversation with me. You know what I'm saying? So it would be the same thing as me saying, I don't, you know, I don't, I have conversations with people that don't believe what I believe, but we have conversations, and I don't usually wind up in situations where just because they don't believe the same thing I do. We have healthy debates, but I never really have situations where me and somebody are just going at each other's neck because we don't believe the same. You know what I'm saying? So I, what I put it in my music is no denying what I believe. But I believe because of the way that I put it the way I do, you know what I'm saying, and, and my approach, you know, people understand that, okay, he's not necessarily preaching at me or he's not necessarily trying to tell me how to live my life. A lot of, if you really listen to my music, a lot of it is me talking about me, you know what I'm saying, where I've gone left and where I'm trying to get it right or, you know what I'm saying, why I'm not at this level, you know what I'm saying. So I think that kind of in a way, puts me in a position to where people don't feel like, you know what I'm saying, he's trying to judge me. Because when people feel like you're trying to judge them, that's when you kind of get that, oh, really? Well, how about this? Or why you believe that? Well, this, that, and that. That's when it becomes, the, you know, this jousting match because people feel like you're not necessarily pointing a finger at yourself. You're pointing it at them. I mean, you know, now, I'll say this. If I say something you don't like, you know what I'm saying, you just you just got to have to eat either eat that, you know what I'm saying, live with it, or whatever, because I'm not going to bite my tongue either, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you feel some kind of way about it, you know, if the shoe fit, so be it. But most of what I talk about is about me, you know what I'm saying? So if you if you take it extra, then it might be something you have to look at about yourself. Well, you know, you know, I don't believe what you believe in because, you know, you're a cowboy friend, so I don't believe in that. Here know. we go. <laughs> okay, you know I got to interject that in the show, you know, and I know you don't believe in Steeler Nation, and and that's perfectly yeah. fine, you know, you know, because you know me and you, we've had plenty of conversations on different things, right. and you know, even I know you don't come at my neck, I don't come at your neck, okay, you right, know. and and you know it's that uh, level of respect, but see the one thing you just said that right. you talk about you in your lyrics why are you talking about right. yourself i mean you can sit up here and create fantasy after fantasy after fantasy but yet you're talking about your life what you go through and how you deal with it why are you putting this in your music man that's not trending right <laughs> and i see what you're doing uh i'm not I get doing it. nothing you know what I'm but <laughs> You on your you 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 walking down your Howard Stern road, but I like it. I like it. Um, my my thing about me talking about me is that I feel like the best way to relate to other people is not to always try to point out the ills that I see around me, or you know, say whatever. It don't even have to be something necessarily bad. You know what I'm saying? It could be me trying to come up, me having drive. Or the reason I focus on myself is because, I mean, technically speaking, if we all focused more on ourselves as opposed to always looking for the wrong at other people, then we would be better as a whole. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you go on social media and and Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, I mean, if you if you look at it, like half of the stuff that catches your attention and is grandiose and is exciting and what the draw is is people putting other people on blast you know what i'm saying and that's not even talking about being a christian or this that and authority you know, or any kind of religious anything but a lot of it is just us either you know what i'm saying put, pointing the finger at each other this group of people did this you know what i'm saying or so on and so forth when half of us still have our own issues that we have to deal with so if more of us we're dealing with our own issues, it would be better for us all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, personally, I do it because I feel like by concentrating on the things that I go through, I'm a human being. So a lot of what I go through, I have to deal with society. I have to deal with a job. I have to deal with boss. I have a wife. I have a son. So dealing with my world and what's going on with me, you know, it's crazy, but by dealing with me, I actually feel like I'm making myself more relatable to others. Yeah, I mean, your music's I, you know, I've listened to a couple jams here and there, you know, it's like, you know. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, like, um, you know, me and Black have made many a song together, so like, this this show right here is just kind of like, yeah, this is my man Black, he on the show. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This yeah, is so th- this is my boy. So he's on the show. Okay. So I'm just gonna yeah, be you know yeah. picking at him. You know here and there. You know. I mean, yeah. but but seriously, dude. All right. Now you got this wife. You got this kid. This child. This job. Okay. Look. We know hip hop ain't supposed to be about that, man. Hip hop is supposed to be about, you know, you flossing, you 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 got big bank, big whips, big booty chicks the whole night. Why ain't you speaking this, yo? Why ain't you flashy? Uh, <laughs> Cause I'm first of all, I'm just not that dude. You know what I'm saying? That's just that you know what I'm saying, I have to do what feels real to me. You know what I'm saying? If it doesn't feel real, then it's really not no point in me doing it. You know, I mean, we all know, you know, as a part of art, you know, say so you may take a little bit of this or take a little bit of that, but it's still like, you know what I'm saying? Like when Nas was talking about, uh, you know, some of the stuff that he saw from his bedroom window, he might not have necessarily had that situation happening to him, but it was in the circumference of his daily, you know what I'm saying, living. So, yes, I feel like it's okay to talk about this, that, and the third, but I don't ever feel like... He sensationalized it from the standpoint of saying, you know, I'm a gangster, I'm this, I'm that. You know what I mean? It was just relatable to street culture because he was there and saw it and was around it. For me, you know what I'm saying, it's uncomfortable for me to be talking about, I woke up in a new Bugatti and I got out of Saturn. You know what I'm saying? That just feels like, I mean, it's not even feels like, that's just me lying. That's, that's not really artful. Just because I could, I have the skill put the words together to make it sound colorful and this, that, and the third, that's still just me lying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's no point in me. That I mean, that's not even fun to me. Maybe it is for other people, and I know a lot of people feel like rap is a hustle, you know what I'm saying? And to a certain degree, I mean, life is a hustle, but that, just, that, that feels kind of fraudulent to me, you know what I'm saying? So I can't, I wouldn't enjoy rap if I were doing it just to make a wild story so people would think I was cool. I think I'm cool already, so the look. The stories I talk about, you know what I'm saying, uh, that happens to me now and the things I think about, I, I, I still think that's cool. Because right now, it's like uh, me and you have talked about this. Like you said, me, we're boys, so we have had these long conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where are the songs? The reason I rap about the things I rap about is because I work in a building with hundreds of other black, white, other people. You know what I'm saying? When I meet these people, we're all talking about, God, I can't wait to get to Friday. I want this raise. Oh, I got these bills. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't even all like some woe is me type situation. It's just us talking about real life. You know what I'm saying? And you do it in a casual fashion and stuff like that. I've yet to bump into anybody on the elevator at my job, and they're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? God, I got to get my Lamborghini service this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Or... They, they, nobody is telling me how they got their passport stamped all around the world and they taking another uh, another trip this weekend with their wife that look like Beyonce. Like, I don't know, like, those ain't the people I run into on a regular basis. So when I was growing up listening to hip-hop, what I liked so much about it was, like, when uh, Outkast, Redman, and, you know, a lot of these artists came out and stuff like that. Even when Biggie came out, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was still talking about the everyday struggle. So when I was leaving the job or this, that, and the third, you know, Biggie had his party songs, but he still had those songs that I was like, you know, I know how I feel to wake up messed up, pockets broke as hell, another rock to sell. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yes, I know how that feels. And even if you ain't sell rocks, you know what I'm saying, it might have crossed your mind that you thought you were thinking of some other hustle, amway, anything, so you can make an extra couple dollars. You know what I'm saying? I could relate to that. But, like, all of the party songs about getting messed up and I'm jumping from this chick to this chick and this, that, and the third, like, that's not my reality. And that's not the reality of most of the people that I know. You know what I'm saying? And for the people that really dig that, I don't knock it, but I'm like, you know, that's, like, probably one segment of your life. And, and I speak to when you're going out to the club. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the week, you grind it. So, like, why is all of music basically wrapped around like your weekend of going to the club where you're you're trying to floss or trying to have you know what I'm saying a wild time and this that and the third when the other seven six five days a week you on the grind getting up at eight o'clock in the morning getting off at four o'clock you know what I'm saying like it's way out of balance so that's my issue with that well you can't talk about it because I don't live it 
Well, you know, this uh, the force is out of balance is uh, what uh, a lot of people expect hip hop to be. And with you and your work, you totally go against the grain. First and foremost, you know, um, when I listen to uh, John Black's songs, uh, I I relate to it. You know, I I see the vision, but (laughs) like I said, it's not what's force fed in front of people's faces all the time. So as an artist, you know, to stand within yourself and just expressing who you are, you know, that does take a lot of courage. And, you know, it's like you, you haven't sold yourself short, you know, for popularity when you really sit and, you know, mm-hmm. do, do you listen to your music? Cause I listen to it. Do you listen to it? Uh, man? Yeah. <laughs> I listen to my, he said, because I listen to it. Yes, I listen to my music uh, a lot, you know what I'm saying? And not just because, yeah, I, that's all I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? But, it, I mean, well, you sit there and record it all day. I mean, duh. Right, but um, it still goes in stages, though. And I know you know that from making beats. Like, you know, you get a, part, a portion of it, and you listen to it, and you listen to it, and you listen to it. And then, you know, you build on it, and you build on it, and you get happier with it until you have the finished thing you know what i'm saying it's all nice and polished and stuff like that so even as you take it take a song through stages just like a beat once you get to the end you know the beginning part of it that you listen to so much still isn't what it is when you finish it so you go through that whole session of listening to the finished product you know what i mean so and after i make a song and for me it's about putting projects together so i go through this phase where i'm you know i build a song i write the song I record the song, you know what I'm saying? I go in and I edit the song, and once I get it sounding like I like it and it's all good, that song is just a piece of a bigger puzzle. So I'm constantly listening because I'm constantly in project mode trying to figure out what song goes with what song so all of these songs build a theme and make a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so what's your process in putting together a project? Uh, I'm going to ask you two questions. What's your process? your process in putting together a project. And also, too, no, you just said you pretty much do everything except uh, produce. All right? Right. So, so what is it like running your own studio? I mean, you, you're doing all this by yourself. What, what is it like? Uh, it For me, it's just like uh, it's, <laughs> the only way I can explain it is like I got a – my son is three years old, so we got him a Kindle. You know what I'm saying? It, Every 30 minutes, every other day is, can I download this game? Can I download this game? I want this game. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can't download a game like every 15 minutes, but the more stuff he sees, the more stuff he wants because all of it, it it just excites him. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, having a studio at at home where I used to, back in the days, I had to scrounge up money to go to the studio. I had to scrounge up to find beats and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So you was on borrowed time. You can't be messing up but so much. You know what I'm saying? If you get in there and something isn't going quite right, you know what I'm saying? It's kinda like you have to improvise and stuff like that. Like having your own studio and being able to come in here and just create at will is just like you know, you I could I mean if I didn't have a job, I would probably be in here all the time, minus the time that I would be spending with my family because like I mean, I can just let my imagination run wild. I can take stuff from YouTube as an intro. I can add sound effects. I mean, you can just build. I listen to other people's albums, and I'm like, hmm, that was very interesting. I need to find a way to make my songs that interesting. So then you're on the hunt, you know what I'm saying? And it all makes you more creative and more creative, you know what I'm saying? And that's basically like the drug, you know what I'm saying? Is that the more you do it, the more you get into it, and the more stuff you find out you can do, the more you want to do. You know what I mean? So, I mean, my process really goes from getting the beats, you know what I'm saying? Usually I'll get a phone call from one of the producers or you, <laughs> which has been one of my longest-term friend producers, and I'll get a text or even, check your email. <laughs> no backpack one of my music. phone calls. <laughs> one of my favorite phone calls or texts is just to be getting off work or coming home or sitting around and get a text from stat check your email 
check the email, pull out one of them fire beats you done sent, you know what I'm saying, like that last joint, boy. <sighs> okay. I, I may play it at track. the end of the yeah. show, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, and then, um, you know, it's it's not like a, a true blueprint, I mean, like that beat that you sent, like I, it, some beats are so dope, I don't want to immediately write to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I do, but some beats are so dope, it's like I just want to create almost like a bond with it. So I'll just burn a CD, burn a CD of a couple of them, and, you know, for that whole week, I just ride to and from work, just listening to them, vibing to them. And that's truly when I'll start to come up with concepts and ideas. So usually by the end of the week, you know, Saturday, Sunday, when I ain't got to go to work and I can stay up as long as I want to and stuff like that, then... I'll just sit here and I'll just throw the beats on and whichever one really just jump out at me, I just have the pen and paper and I just start going in. You know what I'm saying? Once I get the lyrics tight like I want them, then I'm going to spend the next two, three hours recording. You know what I'm saying? Going over it, going over it, making sure everything is like I want to and uh, just listen to the rough. And usually the next morning, going to get breakfast, I'm listening to the rough draft because I don't really like to mix it all in that same day in case there's anything I want to do to it listen to it a couple of times, and then I sit down and mix it. You know what I'm saying? And the final stage, if I'm happy with it on that level, then I send it out for the critique. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Send it to Stad, send it to War, somebody like that, and be like, yo, this is what I did. What's good? You know, and nine times out of ten, I get that thumbs up, and I can go ahead and really just sit down and knock it down. All right, all right. So you, so you sitting up here writing lyrics, uh, recording yourself, and, and and all that. So, so you, so basically, you're telling this audience, right? There is a, a peace, a um, tranquility by sitting here and doing everything yourself, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, and for me, everybody is different. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like my dude says. You know what I'm saying? He, the dude is a rapping machine, period, point blank. You know what I mean? Like, I've known him for years. The dude just crank out lyrics at the drop of a hat, you know. And he has the capability, you know what I'm saying, to to learn anything that he wants to learn and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Malik's focus is really rapping, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm sure if he ever sat down, he would do the same thing I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? But I know he runs around a lot, and it's just more comfortable for him to be able to go into the studio and not worry about all of that, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, For me, like, once I decided that I wanted to go this route, you know, my my wife was the one that actually got the program first. She was the one that actually started messing around with recording and stuff like that, you know. And then um, she would record, and I'd start messing with it. And once I started messing with it, I really got into it. And then, you know, I would call you. I'd get with D-Lynn. I'd get with uh, some, some of the other homies and stuff like that to really give me tips so I could really go in and not just be recording sound and really, like, get my sound together so it sounded nice and polished. And that took a little while, but um, thanks to all the help and stuff like that, then it became a thing. Like, I started loving recording and and going in as deep as, with that as I was going on with the music, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole nother creative process. To, and you know that, you know, the mixing part of it is like a whole nother creative process that I started to just love. So now it's kind of like a control thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I go record at other people's studios, I I enjoy the recording process, but it's still not like me recording myself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not supposed you know to because, you know, you actually got, you know, you, you're supposed to be there, you know, recording, you know, there's caviar, you know, at the studio, champagne, crudite, you know, <laughs> fine winches when you walk into like, this, you know, smoke, drink. It could be, like, the crazy the crazy <laughs> thing about it is, like, it could be all of that, you know, like, Avion water and, and, and popsicles and all of that. Like, somewhere in the back of my mind now, because I've been recording myself for so long, it's not that I can't or I won't, you know what I'm saying? And I've done it several times and gone into other studios, but it's like a thing, like, uh, I wish I could be recording this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like having a, a hangnail that just drives you crazy, you know? 
And my homeboy was like, man, you're going to become a control freak. Not in a bad way, you know what I'm saying, but it's just like you just like having so much control over what you're doing so much that it probably eats at you a little bit when you can't be the one pushing the buttons. And it's true. But sometimes you got to let go, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to, you know, let other people do what they're going to do and stuff like that. But now I do it so much, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I like it that much. Well, let me ask you this right now. You've been um, doing this music for a a long time, right? From the time you started to right now, what are some of the uh, things you Mm -hmm. have learned, good and bad? Let's start off with the bad first. You know, uh, this is part of the, you know social media, so let's start off with bad. Let's. I want to hear. The, I want to hear the juicy war stories. Uh, <laughs> good, the, the, the good. The good's easy okay. to talk about. Eh. <laughs> the bad. The bad. Um. Well. Okay. Because you've you've preached this to me over and over and over again, and and it's finally started to sink in the bad thing is when you feel like you have a a talent or bent towards something you can have a tendency to lean on that too much Mm -hmm. so when i first started my my ideology is you know what i'm saying it's almost like you know and i use metaphors a lot my ideology was i'm good you know what i'm saying i'm at least good as good as the average rapper you know what I'm saying? I can put words together and put songs together, and that alone should be enough. If I package it up and I record it and I put my face on the CD, that should be enough to get get people to buy it. You know what I'm saying? It's far less talented people out here that's making a lot of money, so as soon as I put a CD together, people should flock to buy it. You know? So it took me a couple of non-bought CDs <laughs> we're sitting there to realize that you know what I'm saying like it's a grind it's a hustle you know what I'm saying you have to really you whether you want to or not you really have to sit down after you create the art and go into the business side of promotion and promoting yourself and letting people know that it's available you know what I'm saying because you have to look at it like this you're in a sea full of everybody brother cousin sister aunt uncle rap you know what I'm saying? And in this day and age, we all pretty much have some sort of access to recording process and, and the Internet. Those two things right there exponentially doubled how many rappers are out here. I mean, when we were coming up, everybody rapped. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody could put an album out. Today, I would say at least 70% of people that can rap can put out a project if they choose. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case... There's a rapper around every corner with a project. So if you're not really going to sincerely promote what you're doing, you you basically are going to be spinning your wheels. And that was like a hard lesson to learn because with every project, I felt like I was getting better and better and better and still not really seeing any growth as far as like people paying attention to what I was doing. So that was a that was a hard pill to have to swallow, especially as I'm growing and getting better hearing whacker and whacker rappers garnering more and more success. It, the two just weren't making sense to me. So it can make you upset, bitter, frustrated and stuff like that until you actually start to look in the mirror and be like, what am I actually doing to put myself out there? These people are making videos. These people have blogs. These people are you know, I mean, they're they're doing whatever they gotta do to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Slapping people, crashing whips. You know what I'm saying? Pouring liquor on girls in clubs. I mean, it's all stuff to make people see them. So I'm just like, I put a CD out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the two don't balance out. So that's not their fault. That would have been mine. Well, but, you know, uh, with social media, the Internet, you know, it, it's been told to us that the only thing you got to do is upload it and they will come. You know, so so why do you have to... Yeah. So, seriously, why do you have to, like, promote and do all this stuff and worry, too, about, you know, really stress the business in? Because, see, if you're, like, super nice on the mic, that should be it, yeah. Why do you need to know business? Why do you need to know advertising? Seriously. Seriously, it's because of that. It's 
because of the example that I just gave. Like the people that the people in your immediate circle, you know what I'm saying, will know that you're nice and will know that you're talented. You know what I'm saying? And we big each other up and show love to each other for the most part and stuff. You know what I'm saying? As far as like your clique. But once you get outside of that clique. You know what I'm saying? And you're on Facebook and this, that, and the third. Like, I could go down my Facebook timeline right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like at least 10 rappers, 10, you know, indie rappers that are trying to go, like, they don't know me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just another person. But it's like 10 of them I could go down my timeline right now, and they're all jockeying for position. To get what? My attention. And my friend's attention. And my friend's friend's attention. You know what I'm saying? So if this person has a video, you know what I'm saying, and they're in, they're on, and even if they ain't on regular radio, I could go on Spotify and pull up their CDs, or I can listen to my favorite uh, indie radio show, and I can hear their CDs and stuff like that, and they're doing shows or whatever else might interest me. You know what I'm saying? If they're doing that, and Joe Blow is just putting up a video of him, you know, freestyling, even though he's nice, you know what I'm saying? But he's just putting up a, a YouTube video clip, 30 seconds of him spitting some bars. Like, like the two don't balance out. You know what I'm saying? The the person with more to give, especially in this day and age with how we're wired, before it was it was the reverse. We wanted to get into artists because we couldn't get but so much of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every month I used to wait, I used to wait for the new Double XL. You know what I'm saying? You, we would all hear about, oh, uh, Jay Z is gonna be on the cover of the new Double XL. Uh, Nas is gonna be on the cover of the new Source. You know what I'm saying? So what we do? We waited. Why? And we were waiting and we were wanting to hear it. Why? Because you know, besides BET or MTV and watching their video, you know what I'm saying? The interviews is what gave us a look into their lives. You know what I mean? Today, with social media, you know what I'm saying, and Twitter. Like, you don't have to wait for no interview. You follow somebody on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, and if something happens in the industry, if they if, if Drake is in the studio and Chris Brown comes through and screams out your mama, we can know two minutes after that altercation happens. We don't have to wait for the new XL, for him to explain in the article, you know what I'm saying, what happened between. Like, if he goes and tweets it and I follow him, I can know right then. That's very interactive. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but my whole point is, once you learn how to use that to your advantage, you're going to put yourself light years ahead of somebody who's just saying, I rap, here's my CD. And that's all they're doing, basically. Or, or, or my personal favorite is uh, when they tag you up on Facebook or, uh, you know what I'm saying, they tag you up on Twitter. And uh, I, I really don't tolerate tagging me on Instagram. Leave me alone on Instagram. But anyway, you know. <laughs> These dudes are just right, be right. tagging you and tagging you, and it's like, um, they, they, this ain't popping, yo. Because actually, you're becoming an annoyance. You know, cause, yeah, uh, because, you know, like I know you won't say this, like, Black, because you, you are the politician. So I'll say it. Look, these dudes suck. <laughs> and here they come, bothering you. You know, you, you up there doing whatever, bothering you. With their garbage, right. it's like really much. This is this is not advertising. So so let me ask you this, Black. How is it? Yeah. Okay, you're an artist, but also to you you are a businessman. All right, and uh, a mm-hmm. lot of artists don't know how to make that transition. Okay, because you know it's always about you know your lyrics, your beats, your this, your this, and this. But then there's the business right. side that needs to be taken care of. So how do you balance the two? Because sometimes they do conflict with one another. Yeah, uh, at some point, they're definitely going to conflict with each other, even if it's just the fact of you just don't want to deal with I mean, as a creative person, sometimes you just don't want to deal with all of the extra stuff that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's just being real. You just want to create art, make great art, and keep it pushing. But, you know what I'm saying, it's almost like that theory of cutting off your nose despite your face, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not about necessarily being super rich or something like that, but like, if I have a message that I want to be heard, you know what I'm saying, I might have to swallow the pill of dealing with 
some of the stuff that I don't want to deal with just to get the message out. You know what I'm saying? So if I say I don't like social media, I hate it, and I just am not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? But while I'm sitting here writing my rhyme and I'm feeling like, oh, man, people really need to hear this. This is gonna this is this is gonna open some people's eyes and you know what I'm saying? I people I really need people to feel this, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't force a square peg in a round hole. This is not nineteen ninety four. You know what I'm saying? As bad as a lot of us probably wish it would could go back to nineteen ninety four where you could sell stuff out your trunk and that and the third. Like the internet is your trunk that you're selling out of now. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be the situation of you're going to have to do some things that you may not necessarily be super comfortable with, but it will enable you at the end of the day to do what you really want to do. So it's kind of like oxymoron. You're doing something that you may not necessarily like to do what you really do like. You know what I'm saying? And if you keep that focus, it makes it more tolerable. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you be able to put everything in its proper place because realistically speaking, if it's all art and no business, it's going to be just art. And there are very many talented people that have hard drives full of music. You know what I'm saying? And the only people that ever hear them is their homeboys that come by their house and go down in their basement and, you know, they all rock out to it, smoke, and then they go home. I mean, and if that's what you're in it for, I'm not here, you know, to tell you what to do with it, but you know, you still can't be that same person running around complaining about the state of hip hop when you don't want to take the time out to grind to get it out there. As much as you're grinding in the studio on the art. Oh yeah, because you know there's plenty you know, of complainers. They they always right. complain you know, like, no one listens to me. I'm the greatest thing since sliced cheese. <laughs> And 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 the only reason I say that though is realistically I can't tell you what level to be on. You know what I'm saying? And I I can't tell you how to handle your business. Only you know what you're comfortable with. You see what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is I don't really dig rap that is rap about rap. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy to be. You could be really dope, but. I, it's hard for me to digest listening to a whole bunch of... It's kind of like when you listen to a commercial artists and all they rap about is the club, the club, the club, the club, the club, the club. I don't like that, right? Mm. But even though they may be whack and they're rapping about the club, I don't like it for the same reason. I don't even want... I don't want to hear a dope dude. This, every song is him complaining about the state of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> one-sided. I don't... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like the I I just don't you know I feel like it's a broad spectrum for you for us to to be able to talk about we shouldn't be so limited you know what I'm saying and I feel like a lot of times the only reason dope rappers rap about the state of rap so much is because we may not be doing all we need to do to get our music heard so we get frustrated and when we get frustrated we let that frustration bubble over into the music and then that thing you know you got the mad rapper CD. Why you mad, son? Why you mad? Tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> Even I want to know why you mad. Are you mad? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yo, it's like, well, look, let me ask you this, right? Now, as, as a proficient MC, you know, that you are, right? How do you select the music for your projects? Hello? Hello? Yo, hold up. Alright, there's a short. Hold up. Yo. Yo. Alright, there we go. Wow, technical difficulty. Well, see, yeah, luckily I know how back, to edit. Back. Yeah, you cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, okay, how do I select the music that I. Um, for me, it, it's a feeling. It's just a feeling. and But I, I will say this, though. I've been blessed because the you, War, JJ, Dwight, uh, Sean, 
I mean, I can name a couple other people. Eagle Man, like, I've had a chance. Like, we've kind of grown together. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people that I, I work with that do my production and slide beats and stuff like that, I've had a chance to work with for a really long time. So it's not like I just get wild beats from everywhere and then I just got to sift through them. You know what I'm saying? Even if I get a bunch of beats at one time from all of you guys, like not 70 to 80% of the beats that I'm going to get are beats that y'all heard me on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of like a blessing in the, from the standpoint that I, I've developed the sound over time and then the people that I work with know how to hear me inside of their production. So when you go to make a beat, even if you sometimes I get beats that you guys will say, yeah, I made this with you and I, then there'll be other times that I hear you guys or, you know, all of y'all have said, like, I made this and I, well, I, I didn't particularly make it for anybody, but I keep listening to it and I think you'll like it or I can hear you on this. You know what I'm saying? And nine times out of ten, y'all are pretty dead on with that. You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, every now I and get then, lucky. You know how okay. I do. All right, stop, stop, stop. Okay. All right, look. When it comes to you, I get lucky. First and foremost, okay? I get lucky. Because there has been a couple tracks I made for you. You're like, oh. Then I'm like, yeah, this is for anybody. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You know, because, you know, I know about the camp, so I know you got a pack of Hungry Wolves, so I'll send you something like, yeah, one of them rap on it. Black ain't going like this. <laughs> Three days later, new song. Like, oh, really? I didn't think you would like that. You know what? That's, that's how I really the, the funny part about it is you have different relationships with different people. Mm-hmm. And for me, me and your relationship is always, like, there have been times you'll send me something right off, and I'll be, like, Return to Glory, I think, out to you. Did, oh, that, that one I didn't think you right. was going to like it. Okay. We'll see. I I think, in general, that's kind of how we go. <laughs> like, the stuff that you don't think I like, you're usually making that I'm going to like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's almost like you'll think, I don't care like it, but I'll send it to him. And then I'll do a song to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then the stuff that you'll be like, yeah, I'm going to make this for him. Sometimes I'll be like, ah, well, let me just hold on to it and see what's up. Or... Uh, I don't know. So ours is kind of like bizarro. <laughs> you know yeah, I've got a lot of. No, uh, I'll, 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 like, you're like, like this is it. You need this, and then you'll take that one. I'm like, <laughs> he really like that. Like, oh, is no, no. So this is how it goes, producers, producers and rappers. Real quick, this is how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Okay, and right now you're getting a behind-the-scenes look because, you know, look, I've made this dude... Well, I'll say this. I've made beats not for him in mind. He kills them. I've made beats for him in mind. Now, there's a couple he's come back and shot, and like, oh, I forgot I made that. Yeah, he made a song on that, and there's some just just crickets that I'm still waiting on. Yeah, but that's what keeps it exciting between me and you. Because you never know. Oh, yeah. You never know. You yeah, know I never know. Never that's what never. keeps it Never know, you know what I'm saying. It's I like... No, go ahead. I like... You know what I'm saying? Because, nah, I mean, like I said, that's that's just kind of how it is. But see, the thing about it is, you never send me a beat and say, I don't think you're going to like this, but here. You know what I'm saying? You just say, check your email. Mm-hmm. So, just like the last... You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you thought I would like that or no. not. But just like the last <laughs> just like the last one, it's not like, you know, I knew whether you thought I was gonna like it or not. I just heard it and was like, ooh, ooh and my I was like, yo, this is it right here. This is it. So I just did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And usually with your joints I really don't wait that long when I know that I'm gonna use it. Like they they usually are them joints that just grab me right when I say I'm gonna do some writing. And I just go in. Now, I find out later, after the song, when you're like, oh, I didn't think you were going to use that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's always an adventure for me, man. Like, here, you know, like I said, I send you beats first because I know you got a camp of Hungry Wolves. Right. So it's like, all right, if he ain't right. going to use it, I know one of them dudes is. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
boom but then you know because like truth be told lately stuff i've been sending you right the wolves ain't getting no scraps you know say you up for hoarding them Cause they've been right there. I mean, I don't know if it's the timing or what, but they've been like right up the alley of what I needed. So you know, I don't know. I can't even call it. I just say that I guess relationship-wise, you know, we just have a certain way that we work together, and it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know what, dude? Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell the story because see, um, you know, when I made that uh, transition. Uh, yeah, the story's coming. All right, just sit down and listen to the story. Well, you know the story. They don't. Who's listening? All right. Long story short is this. Status, young, fledgling producer. Okay, status liked to make grungy beats at one time. That's all he made. Grungy. You know, change the pitch. Nasty overtones to it, okay? Everything in mid and low, no highs. This dude calls me. I'll never forget the phone conversation because uh, you want me to work with Roz. And you said, yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah. backpack music. Something's, something up-tempo, bright, and all this other stuff. And I said, oh, okay. And ever since then, all of a sudden, status just went all over the place. You know, and now I do everything. You know, but every once in a while, yeah, I do you try do. to slide him that nasty gutter beat, like, here, you need this. And he's like, no, you know, I'm bougie. You know, There's no melody. No, but you know what? <laughs> but you know what? This is this is what's crazy about it, though. Like, and, like it's one of those type of things where it's like, you know what I'm saying, one, like uh, a pretty girl or something like that. Like, one chick that's pretty to one person ain't that ain't pretty to another. Mm-hmm. So it's like, my version of saying no bad, bad music was the fact that you know me, right? Mm. I like melody. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like you were, you were like in the 39th chamber <laughs> with the RZA. Like the RZA was looking too. Like uh, I don't know. It, it's so dark. It's so dark. I don't really know where he at right now. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing when I say no bad, bad music was just like, can you can you give me? I'm not talking about a commercial radio like Flint Flossy bounce, but I'm like, can you give me a rhythm? Can you give me a melody in here or something like that? Because like the once again going back to the joint that I just did or Return to Glory and stuff like that. To me, what happened with you was you still have you you're always gonna have like a really hip hop aesthetic to your music and your beats. You know what I'm saying? But when we had that conversation, it was like you were able to take both worlds and start creating this whole other sound you know what i mean because you knew that i was going to want stuff with melody and i was going to want stuff that kind of flowed or bounced a certain way but inherently you still like backpack music you know what i'm saying so it was like trying to find a way that was going to be still you you know what i'm saying but something that i was going to want to want and i was going to want to rap to you know what i mean so it's not like you went left and went straight you know, P. Diddy cheesy, you know what I mean? But it, it all of a sudden, yeah, you get, start adding some highs and, you know, some melodies and, like, different instrumentation and stuff like that that I wasn't hearing in your earlier stuff. And it looked your sound got way bigger. You yeah. know what I mean? But so see, also, I don't, too. I don't ever know what I'm going to get. But see, also, too, I know what you meant okay uh by right. backpack music that's, I mean. that that's why i didn't you know take offense right. and i said okay because see i know what you, you you meant because even though you know the purest love you know their backpack music but after a while that gets because you know there's different ranges of backpack music and you know at the time i was mr hardcore angry i wasn't Wurlitzer light you know, and within that right. realm of backpack music, you know, where it's just very dry and it's very right moody, you know, sometimes, you know, as an artist, okay, with you, you want variety. And, right. you know, a lot exactly. of hip hoppers, you know, a lot of producers ain't trying to produce variety. They just want to produce a sound. And after a while, that right. sound becomes very stagnated so you know like like i said when you came i did i give you any lip nah nah i mean i've heard it every 
like I've heard it several <laughs> several times yearly since then. Like that's the mantra. <laughs> you no know backpacker music. Cause, dude, I, I'm gonna keep it 100. You made me a better producer. Seriously, now, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, see, this is what happens when you work with somebody. As I said in previous episodes of Real Rap, yeah, the producer is supposed to bring out the best in the in the rapper, singer, or what have you, but also too, the producer has to listen to the artist, which that will make him a better producer. So when I say these things on the show, I'm coming from literally experience. No backpack music. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and it was, it's, I think we've worked so well together because we have a really great energy. We're not afraid to talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I always say, like right now, even from a music perspective, from engineering my music, it wouldn't sound the way that it sounds. You know what I'm saying? Every time, and you know it for a fact, like when I was early engineering, I would send you everything and be like, what you think? You know what I'm saying? And it, you would take me through the paces. Mm-hmm. You need more highs. You need, uh, this is clipping. You know what I'm saying? What you need to do. Because we were both working on the same, like, Adobe Edition. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So all that stuff, no matter how good I started to feel like my sound was getting, even to this day, like even we had this conversation like uh, a week or two ago, I still get tips from you on, you know what I'm saying, engineering and the next level to take you to. So it's kind of like what you're saying, like to get that that great sound that you're looking for when you're putting your music together. You, you can know what you know, but you always still have to have a, a teachable mind. You know what I mean? So other people's ideas or the way they're hearing things are things that are concepts that you can take in and start adding as tools to what you're doing, you know what I mean? Because if I say no backpack music and you like, why? I don't want to work with this dude. You know what I'm saying? If that had happened, like, look how many great songs we never would have had because we wouldn't have worked together no more. Or if I was thinking the stuff that I was doing was just straight as far as my recording, you know what I'm saying? Think how muddied and messed up some of my albums would sound right now if I didn't want to take into account some of the stuff that you were telling me, even when I thought it sounded good. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it goes round round. Yeah, but see, that's what happens when you have a good working relationship with somebody. You know, you can bounce off ideas because you know, like when you start recording, you know, um, you know, and you using Adobe, you know, see, I know how it is when you make that transition, you know, and a lot of uh, a lot of where dudes uh, go wrong is they don't have somebody just showing them the ropes. You know, because from the time you start recording to now, you have made a quantum leap. Seriously, a quantum leap. Okay, it, you, your sound is much cleaner. It's tighter. You know, it, it's much pleasing to the. And I mean, you was never whack to begin with. Okay, let, let's just get that straight. You was never whack, but you know, you've you know, took the time and energy and, you know, in perfecting the craft. So now, you know, you do have a John Black sound, you know, and that's a good thing, you know. And that's, like I said, I I credit that to you for sure because, you know, it it was a really big blessing to have somebody that worked on the same exact program. I mean, like, I try to give people tips from the stuff that I've gotten, Mm. but, you know, sound is sound on one level but it's like a whole world of difference having somebody to be able to tell you where to go on a program like you was one of the only people that was working on adobe that could sit down and say look go click this go click that you know what i'm saying now listen to a high sound the way you had it if you do this this and this now listen to a high sound compress it like this you know what i'm saying like all of that started to make a world of difference Started to make a world of difference. No, it's okay. The dog and yeah, I, no, no, the dog is fine in the back. Yeah, yeah it's real rap. They're out. <laughs> all, all of that made a, a difference because then it was like you were helping me train my ear. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my manager at my job. You know what I mean? And I almost was telling him verbatim a conversation. I didn't realize it until after I told him this. That I was like, this is the same conversation I had with Stat. Because he was asking me about getting uh, the headphones, the Peach by Dre mm-hmm. headphones. And he's getting ready to start mixing and stuff like that. He was like, yo, 
So you, what do you think? You think I should get those headphones and help me uh, mix better and stuff like that? And I don't even know if you remember the conversation because I was telling you one time I was going to get these high-priced headphones. And I told him the same thing you told me. <laughs> I was like, honestly, um, the headphones, Beats by Dre, they're great headphones, you know what I'm saying? But as far as, like, headphones for mixing, the first thing you need to do is learn how to train your ear because it don't matter how good your headphones are. If, you're, if your ear isn't good, then your mixes are still going to be off. And those headphones ain't going to do nothing but enhance a whack mix mm-hmm. and make it sound better than it really is. And plus, too, those things you know are overly priced. <laughs> Not to mention that they're overly priced. You know what I mean? So I was telling him, like, yo, you could you could have great mixes with them little, what, dollar store headphones if you've got a good ear. Because once you start to, to mix enough to where you know what it's supposed to sound like, you know what I mean? It's just about knowing what you're listening for. And once you know what you're listening for, it don't really matter what headphones you have. Now, headphones are good from an aspect of giving you an idea of your sound, but if you don't have a good ear for it, it don't matter because your sound's going to be all over the place. And no, okay, let, okay wait a minute. Yeah. Now, now, let me clean up what you said real quick because, trust me, I'll hear about it. Uh, your, man, your man said... Uh, he's not right because you know you need the proper blah blah blah. Basically, what he's saying is this, ladies nah. and gentlemen. No, trust me, man. You you don't see the emails I'll, I get sometimes in the comments. Okay. I got. It. Okay, you know they will flag me. Personal foul status. Right. All right. Translate for me, Stack. Okay. Translate Basically, is this right? You get quality stuff, ladies and gentlemen. It's not always about the price tag and the name brand associated with it. But you get quality things right. to learn how to perfect your craft. Then once you perfect your craft, yes, you can take some crappy $1 headphones. All right. If you know what you're doing, right. you could hook it up. All right. Or you right. can buy $250 headphones. Okay. But if you don't know what you're doing, regardless, it's going to come out whack. Okay. So I don't want to hear. I don't want no uh, damn emails or comments about that. All right, you people need to listen. Oh, continue, Black. Thank you, thank you for the translation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I may not speak the the, uh, the king's English on the proper etiquette, how to get that across to other producers. Because uh, you know I'm a layman as far as engineering and this, that, and the third. But yeah, what's that say? So, yeah, yeah, no, they'll so come. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but real, real, realistically, you know what I'm saying? Is I mean, you see that in all kinds of walks of life. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can have the highest priced gym, you know what I'm saying, and give somebody like some a two pair of dumbbells and a jump rope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they know, if you show them work out properly and show them proper nutrition and stuff like that, like they could wind up getting in better shape than somebody with a. Uh, uh, all these weights and dumbbells that really don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? So going back to what you said, I mean, the foundation of what I'm saying is, you know, it's not all about having the highest price. You want to have, of course, you want to have good speakers and good headphones and stuff like that. But I think sometimes people miss it from the standpoint of your foundation is still going to be knowing how to listen for what you should be listening for. And that's pretty much it. All right. Now, as we uh, wrap up this show, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on on this uh, Internet thing, first and foremost. Well, happily, I can say that I've done enough at this point where you can just put in J-O-N-B-L-A-Q in Google, and I should pop up with numerous things. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, with the videos and some little video blogs. I'm on uh, what, Spotify. I'm on uh, .com, uh Amazon, iTunes. Uh, am I missing anything? I'm on Bandcamp. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at D-A-R-E-A-L, John Black. You know what I'm saying? at the real John Black or you can look me up on Facebook, J O N B L A Q. 
Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty much all over the net right now, so you can find me if you're looking for me. All right, and also too, uh, what's your upcoming project? Uh, let these cats know because see, we uh, had wait a minute because we had blacklisted, the Book of John, um, Gray Days. Story. Hmm. Started off with the Never Ending Story. You know, you know, First one, Never Ending Story. Huh? I don't got that one. I don't think so. That was the first. That was the first one. It's on CDBaby.com. Oh. Okay. And you could probably put it up on Amazon or Spotify or something like that because I think it's listed up there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was never in the story, blacklisted, Book of John, Gray Days, mm-hmm. Broken Bars, mm-hmm. and the one that's coming out before the end of this year is Hella High Water. And after that, hopefully. I'll be well. I'm in the process of working on blind spots, but the next project out is uh, Hella High Water, and okay, that'll well, be out. Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, this is uh, 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 this other album. You ain't tell me about this one. Okay, cause I already know well, about Hella High Water, spot. but the one after that, uh, uh, why am I finding out now? You know, I'm spoiled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I should know I, before I, I, you. And you normally do. <laughs> uh, it, it's because it's just in its inception. I probably recorded maybe three, possibly. No, you know what? Crazy part about it is you're just finding out about Blind Spots, but you have a song on it already. Oh, okay. One of the three or four songs that I've already recorded is one that's going to be on Blind Spots, that joint that we're talking about. Oh, that That's, one. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so I won't play it at yeah, the yeah. end of the show. <laughs> yeah, because blind spots probably not gonna come till like maybe, hopefully, God willing, like spring next year, 2016. You know what I'm saying? But also want to put out there like, uh, um, thank God, man, I had the opportunity to to start doing some acting too. I really have always wanted to do that for a little while. And since I'm not the hugest social media person as far as, like, the vlogs and, and things of that nature, this gives me the opportunity to be out there, you know what I'm saying, so people can see stuff that I'm doing, you know what I mean? So um, I'm going to be in a play. I'm playing uh, Joe Lewis's trainer, Chappie. That's coming in October. Uh, I got cast in the movie um, Mind Over Matter. And we'll start practicing for that. I'm not really sure what the release date on that is yet. Cast in a horror flick, uh, the Amber Crest Massacre, that'll be coming. And uh, me and my dude Jay Black, that's like my business partner. Me and him hooked up earlier this year, and we got a sitcom, a web series. It's kind of like in that vein, a husbands of Ho- the real husbands of Hollywood, and, thing, and Martin, and shows like that. It's called Black on Black, and we've been doing a lot of recording for episodes of that. You know what I mean? So that'll be coming. And this weekend, just to wrap it up, uh, we started work on a music video slash mini movie for one of the songs coming off Hella High Water, which is going to be crazy. It's got this crazy storyline. It's, it's, it's sick. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing somewhat of a, well, I don't even want to give that away. But, yeah, it's coming, and the name of that joint is called uh, What Happened. Please stay tuned for that because it's going to be on a whole nother level. I'm John Black, and this is Real Rap. Everything said in this podcast, Lexus Series, is that up, John Black and Dan Status. Peace to my man Black for coming on the show. It's long overdue, friend, long overdue, my friend. But you know, you'll be back on. Peace to you, the new listener. Peace to you, the usual cast of characters who tune in every week. Trust me, your man thanks you. It's humbling. You know, I really ain't got too many words to say, but thank you. But share this show. Share it with your friends. Share it with what you love and share it with your enemies because your friends and lovers can't be enemies. That's just how it is. This song right here, Realize, from the album Hella High Water. You can get it at johnblack.bandcamp.com. That is johnblack.bandcamp.com. Hella High Water. Track 15 is produced by some cat named Status. But this one right here, Sean Hunter, John Black. Y'all be good. I'm Dan Status. This is real rap.
how you had those little light bulb moments? Like I was writing and I had this epiphany. That's what this joint is right here. Check, check. So Sean, just keep it broke down like this and then bring the drums in. One, two, one, two. Yeah, like that. I'ma just run. Uh, every time that I think that I got my balance, I turn around and I'm finding another challenge. Started up with a bang when I went to go grab my pen. Hard to comprehend how the saga would never end. I keep writing to keep from fighting the things that I'm holding in. Probably would be surprised when I'm hiding behind my grin. I ain't saying it. It's aggressive. Depression is creeping in. I'm saying I probably ought to be farther than where I've been. I keep breathing. I'm believing. I'm reaching my second wind. Willing to do whatever to put myself in position. Find my own admission. I'm willing to say I missed it. My heart's still beating. So I'ma just try to fix it. Realize that it's going with the wind. Trying to find a purpose. So it's worth it in the end. Yeah. All I got is dreams. But it seems so cloudy. Still holding on while the storm trying to drown me. Got me running in place every second. Got me going. Trying to get it back. Got me living for the moment. Now we all reminiscing. But I don't want to miss it while I'm sitting here wishing. Got me running in place every second. Got me going. Trying to get it back. Got me living for the moment. Now we all reminiscing. But I don't want to miss it while I'm sitting here wishing. I'm just giving you what I got when I'm stepping inside the booth And instead of trying to impress you, I'd rather just tell the truth And the truth could be hard to swallow, so follow me if it's clear Saying that I was ready, but really wasn't prepared And I blamed it on everybody, with bitterness was the root It's human nature, you know that's just how we do I had to re-examine the answer to all my questions I got to give a gift, but I'm killing off all my blessings uh, A hard road, but I'm thankful for every lesson So now when I see deception, instead of trying to accept it Even if it's needed, I seem to be criticizing I'd rather be aware than just run around being blind Realize that it's going with the wind Trying to find a purpose, so it's worth it in the end All I got is dreams, but it seems so cloudy Still holding on while the storm trying to drown me Got me running in place every second, got me going Trying to get it back, got me living for the moment Now we all reminiscing, but I don't want to miss it While I'm sitting here wishing, got me running in place Every second, got me going Trying to get it back, got me living for the moment Now we all reminiscing, yeah. but I don't want to miss it yeah. While I'm sitting here wishing Innocence, I was innocent by default But it's really just an excuse that I use on a car regard And I know when I talk to God that it's hard to manipulate it He telling me hustle harder Telling me playing favorites When all these whack rappers keep popping up on the playlist I'm thinking how I be spitting should get me up on the A-list Never mind the fact that I act like it's pulling teeth To make you all aware that I'm sitting here spitting heat I mean really I just assumed that you probably already knew So in lieu of this situation my patience would be in taken So I concluded my talent was an illusion Or maybe not worth pursuing since rap was already ruined Realize that it's going with the wind uh, Trying to find a purpose so it's worth it in the end yeah. All I got is dreams but it seems so cloudy Still holding on while the storm trying to drown me Got me running in place every second got me going Trying to get it back got me living for the moment Now we all reminiscing But I don't want to miss it while I'm sitting here wishing Got me running in place every second got me going Trying to get it back got me living for the moment Now we all reminiscing But I don't want to miss it while I'm sitting here wishing